on the side of your mic. But the slightly awkward is that I didn't get you one. No, you didn't get me one. Producer Rachel. So you should see the looks I'm getting right now, everybody. Well, enjoy that. As you take each sip, may you be reminded of your need to grow in generosity. (laughs) It's very exciting to be here because producer Rachel has customised our studio. She has. So that the recording sounds less sort of tinny. Uh, She's she's put some high-tech soundproofing into the Youthscape podcast studio, I'm going to call it. Yeah, it looks suspiciously like a tree decoration. Yeah. What, what is this? It's a, it's a um, I think they're tree costumes yeah. made out of old sleeping bags. I know why this has happened. This is not just about sound. This is in honour of the fact that we are being listened to by three and a half phenomenal youth workers who probably are sat in an equally crazy place surrounded by props for youth dramas. That's exactly That's what exactly it is. That's exactly what this is. It's, it's so a well homage. It's a homage. Yeah. Well, so what's happening today on the podcast? Very excitingly, yes. we have uh, Sarah and Sam Hargreaves. Oh yes, come on. From uh, Engage Worship. Wonderful. And uh, other things that will, <laughs> will, that will come up in conversation, no doubt. Good, in, that is wonderful. Um, and uh, we're going to be talking about silence, which I think feels... It feels like a conversation we don't often have. It feels like an odd silence, an odd mm. conversation to have. Because it's not a conversation. On, on the podcast. Could would it just be... It could just sound like this. That, that would be pretty awkward. Do you know, um, there? Uh, I used to work for Premier Radio. I'm going to tell you a great broadcasting secret here. I used to work mm. for Premier Radio. And uh, they have a fail-safe device uh, where they try and auto-detect if they go off air. And so if Premier Radio, well, I don't think this happens anymore after this incident I'm about to tell you about, but if Premier Radio went off air for more than 10 seconds and the auto-detect system detected silence for 10 seconds, it kicked in with a track. Oh, what track? Oh, Happy Day. Oh. <laughs> you know, Oh, Happy Day. Not the Tim Hughes version, like the When Jesus... Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, so, so it's, uh, it, well, picture the scene. It's the uh, the day of remembrance at the oh, cenotaph. And this actually happened, Martin. Yeah, this is not absolutely one of your happened. Shaggy dogs. Uh, no, no, this right? absolutely mm-hmm. happened in about 1999 or, or somewhere around there. Uh, Premier Radio uh, cut across live to the cenotaph and broadcast the uh, silence on Remembrance Sunday. Oh my goodness! Except what happened was the auto detect system kicked in and 10 seconds into commemorating the war dead. We had, oh, happy day. I'm Kicking, just face palming myself yeah, right now. Just, just, this is just true story. Horrendous. True story. I suppose, actually, if we were to suddenly go silent, then it probably everyone listening to this would spontaneously start singing, oh, happy day, the- they've stopped talking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're going to claim that one. So, so welcome, friends, wherever you're listening to this and whoever you are in whatever part of the country, we are so glad that you're tuning in and we've been loving hearing from you and actually we have got lined up for the next few episodes some people that got in touch saying well actually I've got stuff I want to say so we're going to be interviewing some of you as well so that's really really exciting but for now The Escape Podcast The fun will stop now Okay, because I have press record Oh my goodness uh, dancing was amazing yeah, it was amazing <laughs> Sorry, I missed that 
So uh, there's a few things to say before we introduce our guests today. Uh, first of all, they are uh, musos, and therefore they have looked at us. I've, the look I've just had from one of them for the sort of shonky way that we're recording this podcast, uh, sans microphones, uh, I, on a laptop. I think the light of respect died in his eyes. <laughs> yeah, didn't it? I he, think he was just like, oh, you don't. You don't have any any microphones. You're, you're just you're, you're just recording it, but like like a child would do it. You're just doing it like a child in his bedroom, like a nine year old making a podcast. Okay, so that's, that's first of all that's happened. Uh, second of all, it's worth saying uh, that we are in the middle of a season of Open Me, the uh, devotional which Youthscape produces specifically for youth workers. If you're not signed up already, it's not too late. Uh, to get involved, you can do that at openme.cc and you will join us in our first ever mid-season break. Oh, We've wow. decided to have a mid-season break. What does that mean? Is it that like means that break? normally, so openme is six weeks. It's not like spring <laughs> like, break. Okay, not that. like spring break in any way. <laughs> We're not offering any holidays. No. Okay. Um, so normally we do six weeks in a row. This time we're doing uh, three and then... Uh, <laughs> Three more. Now, the reason why people are laughing... Producer Rachel is has to get involved. Why is producer Rachel looking at me? I don't like calling it a break. Oh, you don't like calling it a break? Yeah, we're not on a break. We're not stopping. We're on a break. We're doing it, but it's just as important as what we're doing now. Yes, okay. Can, so, can I just say, you've all heard producer Rachel's voice. No, she, she's going to edit oh, her Oh, she's going to edit that out. She has oh. to be paid more. She has to be silent, doesn't she? You can call it a sealer. We haven't mean? introduced you yet. <laughs> I'm just saying. We, you, you're not technically <laughs> here yet, guest. Good point. Producer Bad Rachel point. says that it isn't a break. We are not on a break. Mm-hmm. We are having a mid-season change of direction, uh, which sounds like that sounds like spin, doesn't it? Oh. Which is which has been created for us by one of this week's guests. Oh, we got there eventually. We got there in the end. So uh, I'm very excited to introduce. Uh, Sarah and Sam Hargreaves yes. from uh, from Luton. Yes. Formerly from Sweden. Formerly from is that right? <laughs> well, one of them is from Sweden, and yes. both of them were living in Sweden with their two children, and are now back in Luton. Yeah, it's very exciting. It's, you're so welcome. Oh, Luton, you. Sweden. Luton, Sweden. Oh, Luton. Every day. Oh, beautiful. Well, so, we came back. We came back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're here. Yeah. Okay. That's all I can say about that. Well, welcome to uh, the... And, and, I'm, and first of all, I'm sorry, Sam... I just want to absolve Sarah of any blame here. I'm sorry, Sam, that we weren't quite good enough for you with our recording equipment. I get that you're doing the whole simplicity thing with your recording. Yeah. That's what it is. The fact that it's going into a dictaphone is <laughs> it's just that low-tech thing that we're, we were hoping people would We get. recorded the first six episodes on a cassette. Awesome. <laughs> so this is a big step forward. From? No, not really. I'm not really. one. I have cassettes. <laughs> okay. So welcome. Um, why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about what you actually do? So you, uh, between you, you are you are you engaged worship or do you do you run engaged worship? How'd you like to say um, it? Uh, we're both employed by the Music and Worship Foundation to do engaged worship. Um, we we lead it and we have volunteers and friends who help us out and. I'm full-time, Sarah's two days a week. Um, and we've been doing it for nearly 10 years, but this year's the first year that I've been full-time. So I'm wondering, some folks might have heard of you guys a lot. You've got some books out. Some people might actually come across you in Children's and Youth Work magazine. You often yeah. do the resources page there around worship, don't you? Yeah. So this is a couple to watch, people. There's some great <laughs> stuff that comes out of Engage Worship. 
So why why does it matter that youth workers, youth volunteers, why does it matter that we create a life that has the pattern, the rhythm of devotion, of quiet time? I mean, I can't believe I'm using that word yeah. in a way. We don't often use that word anymore. Do we? Welcome why? to Spring Harvest Mindhead 1993. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about it, but why is it, it important for us? Um, I mean, it's a, it's a really old thing that everyone always used to say, that you can't take people somewhere you haven't been yourself. I mean that's the old cliche, isn't it? But um, how how can you how can you give if you have not received? You know mm. how can you um, how can you be there for a young person and listen if you haven't spent time being listened to and listened to God yourself? I think it's a you know I think that's it's what leads us to burnout, isn't mm. it? When we are constantly giving and never receiving. Mm. So I think it's a fairly um, it's a fairly mechanical logical thing that. If we don't stop and receive ourselves, actually keeping giving out day after day is going to mm. end in mm. end in tears and bro- brokenness. Yeah, now, I you know I, I want to start in a place of honesty with everybody. So have you guys? And I'll I'll open this up to the whole panel. Uh, ha- have you ever had that experience yourself where you've been giving out, you've been uh, you know doing lots of talking about worship, devotion, prayer, leading others in those things, mm. but actually you personally have been not in that place at all. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think I had this prophetic word once from somebody that I was like um, an ornamental cabbage. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's lovely. And uh, you kind of go, yeah, thanks. <laughs> pretty, I'll, I'll, I'll test that one. Um, and so I walked away. And then a couple of days later, the same lady came back to me and said, Sam, I was walking past a florist and I saw this ornamental cabbage and I thought of you, so I bought it. Wow. So then I had it on my desk, and they're kind of ugly things. They're supposed to be ornamental, but they're not much more than a cabbage, really. (laughs) And as I do with every plant, I just ignored it. Mm. Of course. Uh, And then we came back after a weekend, and we're like, oh, something smells of death in this office. (laughs) And you think, is this a church office? Maybe there's a dead rat in the walls or something. Just kind of looking under all the rubbish. And then uh, eventually we kind of sniffed our way to the cabbage. Oh, it looks all right on the outside, but it's dying from the inside out. And I think I sort of went, oh, I am like an ornamental cabbage. Mm. Like, I can look fine on the outside. I can lead worship. I can do Bible studies or, you know, look holy and pastoral. But actually, if I'm not feeding myself, Mm. then... And I think the the phrase that's come to me recently has been that I think ministers and youth workers in particular need to be self-feeders. Like, before you do that kind of ministry you're used to going to church and receiving going to home group and receiving and actually when you become in full-time ministry you need to start realizing i can't rely on that stuff of course you you know you hope that god will speak to you and you'll get stuff out of it but actually you you need to say where is my place that i'm just going to go and receive and i think sometimes that's just the silence of taking five minutes or half an hour or or whatever that's a really practical challenge though isn't it because i Think about the volunteer youth workers in our church mm. who are so dedicated to the Sunday morning youth group. They're never in a sermon. Mm. And many of them work full time, doing other things. They've got kids. So midweek groups are not always that easy either. And I think you're right. There's both the kind of the, the spiritual battle of actually this is hard. And there's suddenly a thousand distractions come your way. But also the practical battle of church actually often isn't really geared up to support those who are supporting others mm. how, how, how what, what's your message to, to people who think actually I'd, I'd love to do that more but actually I, I just haven't got the time mm. I, I would love to sit and, and like 
pay attention to the ornamental cabbage. Mm. Right. <laughs> how, how does this? How does this happen? I've got twenty five kids. I've got a full time job. Do you have twenty five? Well, not me. But I watched them sing last night. Twenty five kids. Make how does she create do a robot. How does she do it? Yeah. She made yeah. a robot. I mean, one thing I would say, and this is uh, you know maybe not so helpful, is you know stop over scheduling. <laughs> you know, if you are in charge of the youth work, which I'm, you know, understand a lot of people are not. Do we have to fill every hour? You know, if you're in charge of a church, do you have to fill every moment of the day? And um, we went to see a friend of ours who's just become a vicar. And we said, oh, it's just after Easter. How are you coping? And you expect everyone who's a church leader to go, oh, I'm exhausted, I'm burnt out, and I just need to sit still. He said, it's fine. <laughs> you know, I planned to do the services I could cope with, and then I didn't do anymore. And our jaws just dropped because you never hear that. You mm. never hear a church minister say, oh, I've just planned what I can cope with. He has seven children. Uh, and so he has to do that or he's not going to see his kids. Wow. Um, and so I think if you, if you have any power, which I think you have, even mm. if you are not the leader of a church, you know, why not speak into overscheduling and say, do you know what? It's not going to work. Mm. Something's going to break if we keep putting more things in. Mm. And the kids, you know, the young people, the, even the adults in the congregation, aren't going to, they are not going to thank you if you have a breakdown, mm. you know? Because mm. so, uh, we kind of made a bit of an idol of productivity oh, and, and busyness, and, busyness yes. and output. Yeah. And so we, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really bad at this. So I, I look at my to-do list and if I haven't seen sort of five or six things come off of it in a day, mm. I feel like I've failed that day. I feel like, Judgment. oh gosh, yeah. yeah. Mm. I feel like somebody's going to find me out. Yeah. That's why yeah. I put on my to-do list things like go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, you know, pick the food out of my teeth. That's like, a great yeah, idea. Too. I've done two of them. Do you do that thing where you do something that yeah. wasn't on your to-do list? <laughs> yes, and and then right down. Like, exactly. Everyone does that. <laughs> but I suppose the interesting challenge as well is is surely devotion is not simply about not burnout mm. what else could it be for and I, i'd love to hear a little bit from you guys about that that as we carve out this time with god allow him to speak into us and to feel us what what are the possibilities then that, that can come in our work with young people yeah, yeah yeah i think it's about relationship isn't it and actually we can have a mechanical view i was gonna when you were talking i was thinking about so you know if you were a, a fireman you'd make sure your truck was full of water before you but actually that makes it sound quite mechanical and actually, it's about a relationship with our Father who loves us. Um, and I think, um, you know that book, Henry Nguyen? Oh, I said that wrong. That's right. Henry Nguyen. Yeah, <laughs> Henry Nguyen. Yeah. Um, the Life of the Beloved. And he talks about, you know, the most important thing we can do is to know that we are the beloved of God. And to me, that the rhythm of coming back to silence or quiet times or whatever we call it is actually a rhythm about coming back to who am I? And the whole overscheduling thing is really, I think it's based on an insecurity thing. You know, who am I if I'm not mm. seeing young people or writing Bible studies or preaching or, you know, all of that. It's actually about, that's my identity. Wow. So actually to come back to quiet time is about to say, actually my identity is I'm a child of God and I'm beloved. And I was beloved before I did any ministry or even if my ministry is going shockingly horribly wrong. Um, and then the result of that, uh, I, I really like the... Um, the bit in John's Gospel where it says, Jesus knew that all things were under his power, that he'd come from God and was returning to God, and therefore, and you think it's going to say, and therefore he did this massive miracle, and it's like, and therefore he washed the disciples' feet. So actually, mm. the, the power to serve and the power to 
to be you know humble and to do ministry comes from knowing his identity and so to, that's the heart of it for me more than anything you know it, it's not about effectiveness and it's not even about you know not burning out but it's about who am i in god and actually that that's a firm foundation mm. now um let's talk about silence a little bit silence is quite difficult i remember tony campolo came over uh, a few years ago to do the youth work summit rachel will remember that viscerally yes. uh, but we'll get back to that maybe <laughs> uh, but, uh, but 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 tony came over and i remember the, th the most memorable thing he's actually the most memorable thing he said was the joke he always makes which is that he says I'm getting to an age now where my wife says to me, hey, darling, come upstairs and make love to me. And I say, honey, I can't do both those things. But <laughs> the, the, the other most memorable thing that he... Uh, that was a terrible Tony Campolo. That was a terrible Tony Campolo. I don't know what that was. It's the accent you were worried about in that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, the, uh, the really interesting thing he said was that he now spends... Uh, an hour every day in silence. Mm. Tony Campolo, who you imagine mm. to be incredibly fruitful, uh, inc incredible on, on output, and he turns up all over the place talking at, you know, everything. Uh, and yet he spends an hour every day in silence. And my, na like, even if I don't want to admit it, my natural reaction to that is how on earth does he have time <laughs> for an hour of silence every day? And think of all the books he could have written in that time. <laughs> so, um, so what do you think he's getting at? Do you, do you think he's onto something there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great, thanks, bye. Yeah, Great. Great. You, you, read, you read that thing about the, the, the guy in Sweden who um, had come oh, up with this it's so funny. remarkable there was, idea. There was, in the Swedish financial newspaper, there was this big article about this guy who said, well, I've come up with this uh, genius plan. Uh, it's quite controversial, and it's uh, new, but it's health productivity. And he called it 7-1. No, hang on, 6-1. He called it 6-1. You know, like 5-2 diet? Yep. So six days working, one day not working. Wow. <laughs> and they were writing about it as if it was like, oh my, oh my that's, that's, that's new. Wow. And you think, N uh, no? Oh, literally <laughs> with no sense of reference. No, this no, wasn't a Christian no, no, guy. No, no, no Christian guy. No, no, no. He came in. I mean, Sweden is very secularized. Yeah. He probably never heard about Sabbath or wow. anything else. So he came at it totally fresh and went, this is a good rhythm. And the newspaper was writing to say, you know, this is going to be the new thing. You, you, you just... Is this irony? No, mm. no, it's actually, um, it's actually true. But how, yeah. how do you how do you build up to that kind of that that, that kind of ability to actually stop mm. and sit and do nothing for like I, I couldn't sit and be silent for an hour. I'd go absolutely crazy. <laughs> I hate my own company. Well, I think it's a fear as well, isn't it? I think I don't do silence sometimes because I'm afraid of what actually I might discover about oh my myself. God. So. Yeah. So, yeah. so how how do, yeah how do we do? I that? mean, it's interesting that Martin says he hates his own company. I mean, that's a whole thing. That's a deeper a, issue yeah, that's, that's for another deep, podcast. That's a deeper issue. Maybe for personal therapy. Okay. Uh, but also, you know, is it your own company that you're in there? Or, you know, how about being in God's me, company? Me and Sam then? are going to sneak out. We're just going to leave you two to this. It's just beautiful. I'm just going to lie on that couch over there. Mother <laughs> tree. And talk about my, my parents. <laughs> but it is, isn't it? It is this, this fear of silence and the fear of, Kind of being with ourselves, present with ourselves, and then knowing mm. that God is with us. I remember reading something else, I can't remember who the author was, but he said, 
actually one of the ways into this is to sit and say I'm just going to sit and be the object of the father's love yeah. and I remember the first time I started doing that I just would burst into tears yeah. every time I started doing that yeah. and, and my silence was just filled with me going yeah. <laughs> for quite a long time yeah. before I could almost sit there and yeah. hold myself in that place of silence but I mean how important that you stopped then you know all the things that you had that needed to come out Absolutely. wouldn't have come yeah. out if you had filled that time with something else mm. if you had you know thought I'm just going to listen to someone else talk you wouldn't have had that so to have the moments where we allow the pain uh, mm. to come out um, and just you know allow the things to pop up and the hurt Absolutely. to be said there was a recent um, Rob Bell podcast and don't worry it doesn't you know he doesn't touch on atonement theory at all on this podcast so it's, <laughs> it's okay for everyone um <laughs> But uh, he was talking about how we need the silences to process these hard things. And then he was saying, you know, think about the fact that we don't even have a moment waiting for the bus or, you know, when we're using the facilities to kind of stop and just have nothing because we're filling it with looking at our phones. And so there's such a, you know, more, this is a like time like no other in history where we're literally filling every, you know, I'm, I love listening to just talk about podcasts. And this is a podcast. You know, I often have a podcast on if I'm, you know, doing the washing up, or I have the radio on in the car, or you know, if I'm just a moment, I'll look at Facebook, and it's we just pack all of our silence. So, part of the need for this is because we have such a full life and such a noisy life. Um, in terms of you said, how do we build up to it? Mm. I mean, we've just put out this thing with open me, so maybe Sarah can. Yeah, so the plan is that um, there's an opportunity to work up to a little bit silence it's quite a modest start uh, but the idea is you know you've done the have you ever done the couch to 5k running yeah, thing? I'm, I'm aware of it yeah you're aware <laughs> it seems of it. a bit you've seems heard, a bit full-on you've heard of sport I, I've, <laughs> all right I've got fresh crepes on well no my, I mean the thing is the fact is I love the couch to 5k I've never got to 5k no. Um, but I've started with the couch. <laughs> <laughs> very good on that. <laughs> very good on the first step. But then, uh, you know, you build up, you run, you know, for two minutes and you walk for a minute, you run and you go, I can do this. You yeah. know, I can do this for 10 minutes. I can, I can stop and start. Uh, and then you build up week, week after week. And so we've set a, a, a little um, challenge to work up through this week. At just starting with 30 seconds what happens if you're just quiet for 30 seconds mm. without looking at your phone without reading the bible without filling it with words uh, and then building up gradually uh, day by day and then you know at the end of the week see how long you can go mm. do you think that we sometimes use reading scripture then as a way of avoiding silence because i've not thought of that and you've just thrown that in there like mm. no music um, no nothing no bible do we sometimes sort of say well we'll fill our brains with reading scripture and yeah. learning a bit more and that we can then avoid God as well, ironically. We're all in danger here of being uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, one of those podcasts. Well, I, you know, I, I grew up with the quiet time idea. So if you take time to pray, it was you read your Bible, you read your Bible notes, very important. Someone's got to tell you what the Bible means. And then you do your sort of shopping list of prayers. And that's your quiet time. And that's what I've done for years. And it's only really in the last year or so that I've gone, actually, I'm, I'm trying to fill my quiet time with I did bunny ears for mm. those listening mm. um, my quiet time with actual stuff, stuff yeah. you know am I praying for all my people on my list am I reading enough scripture and so our, my practice is this this thing called centering prayer 
which is basically about just choosing a name of God. So mm. I'll you know take Jesus or a phrase like um, Jesus like the world, and or any words or any yeah. I mean, it, but I find it's good if it's Jesus, not yeah, like good. some other McDonald's, religion or yeah, McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and I think that people get worried about this because they think about kind of Eastern meditation, which is just about emptying yourself. And to me, this is about emptying perhaps everything else, but focusing on God. So to have a name like Jesus at the centre is, to me, is like it roots me. What do you do then? And then, well, I normally light a candle, but that's just because I'm a visual person and I, I get distracted by the room. Uh, and then I will kind of say that name of Jesus kind of under my breath. And I'll set my phone, actually, for 15 minutes. Otherwise, I'm checking my mm. phone. So I just set an alarm and then put the phone to one side. Much like when you're running and you're like, come on, it must be four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it must be four minutes. Yeah, exactly. One minute 44. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's helpful to just put that away and have an alarm go off at the end. And definitely start small. I said 15 minutes. But, you know, start with 30 seconds or start in. Do Sarah's thing from, from Open Me. But start small. And then... Focus on your word, and then you, my mind does go other mm. places. And the, the kind of practice says basically just acknowledge, oh, I was thinking about my lunch. Okay, that's fine, and now I'm coming back to Jesus. And for me, like I'm a scatterbrain, and I'm an external processor and all of that. So my brain is constantly bing, 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 bing. It's like I'm constantly, oh, yeah, I was thinking about Anyway, you know, back to Jesus. But I'm still finding that those sort of, you know, I'm... I've come to about 15 minutes as a reasonably good for me, I think. And it does really help me. I tend to do it at the beginning of the kind of prayer time, if I'm going to have a longer prayer time, just to kind of go, and there's nothing else here but me and Jesus for a little while, you know. And just It's a sort of Mar uh, Mary, not Martha, Mary sitting at Jesus' feet thing of just being with Jesus. And that's kind of what I'm aiming for more than anything else. And then, you know, other things can come later. Beautiful. So guys, thank you for, for making the time to come in today. Before you before you shoot off, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you're up to with Engage Worship and how people can engage oh, with what you're doing? You and your new That's book. Nice. Yeah. yeah, so we've just published a book with uh, together with LICC, the London Institute of Contemporary Christianity, and IVP, uh, and it's called Whole Life Worship, and it's addressing the issue that you can easily go to church and do the worship thing, do the listening to sermons things, and then uh, think that that's all that um, your life with Jesus is about. Because church doesn't express a kind of whole life discipleship, whole life worship idea. So we're looking at uh, what does it mean to worship with your whole life, and what does it mean to bring that into church, into the things we do. So do we mention work? Do we mention our care for the environment? Do we mention uh, the difficult things that are going on in the world around us? And how can you fit that into ordinary, contemporary sung worship? How can you fit that into a liturgical structure of a service? Um, you know, how can you just... And we're not asking people to change styles in this book. We're asking people to think about uh, how to be more outward-looking and how to um, really equip their, um, their, their people in their church to uh, live a life of whole-life worship. Yeah, so that's our, our most recent book. What else did yeah. you do? Uh, well, we do um, free resources on our website. So if people are doing, you know, youth work or just for their own personal um, stuff, you know, go on to engageworship.org. There's literally hundreds of free resources. Um, some that are particularly perhaps apt to what we're talking about today. There's a book called Simple Worship we've put out that you can buy off our website. And that's got loads of ideas for just stripping down, silence, very 
basic ideas. Other things like um, scribble sheets you can download from there. I think it's kind of sort of like what we put in uh, Youthwork magazine. And we've done some journals as well that are like A4, kind of fill it in, scribble on it, colour it in type thing. So sometimes it's helpful just to have something like that to focus on. And we go, we go out to you. Yeah. Yes, if you need people to uh, come and talk about this thing or come and um, listen to you or um, train your worship band or lead a retreat. We did a retreat for young people and their parents mm. uh, last year, which was amazing. And we used these sort of contemplative practices. There was not a messy game <laughs> in sight. Uh, and it was amazing. And the, the, the young people and their parents were meeting Jesus together. So I've, I've watched you guys lead. I've been part of it, actually, watching you lead a massive group of young people in worship a few years ago. And uh, I've never before seen a, a group of that many young people hold silence so so strongly and so they were all engaged with it. I mean, you had us all kneeling down. You had us lying on our tummies. And a few years ago, you had us standing up. I think it was at Spring Harvest, possibly. So there are other <laughs> festivals, but it was absolutely incredible. I think that really inspired me to think, actually, sometimes we have a fairly monocultural view of worship mm. young people. And you really, I think, bust the, the, the mold, broke the mold open. And it was phenomenal to watch and to mm. be part of that. So oh, thank you so much. Thank you for yeah. pushing the boat out with us. If I can go a bit, Rachel Gardner, for a minute, you are just the most creative people. And <laughs> yeah, you some are. of the stuff that you're yeah. putting out is just mm. right at the cutting edge. And really, yeah, we're so really grateful, grateful yeah, for we what are. you're doing. Yeah. So, um, you know, that, uh, that's about as more far as Lord. I can go. I think I might as well say more Lord. More of that. More Lord. More thanks. of that. But thank you for coming yeah, thank on. You. Thanks, for yeah, thanks for having us. Well, let's have you on again soon. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. The Youthscape Podcast. Really brilliant stuff there from Sam and Sarah Hargreaves. Love it! So it's time for the game, and how this game works is Helen in our drop-in has been chatting to our young people and gathering from them the latest lingo, and uh, then asks us if we, Martin and I, know what this means. And let's face it, people, I always win. So here we go. Word. 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 Extra is today's word. That's right, it's extra. So the word is extra. Wait a minute. And I love the way that producer Rachel has also written it on a piece of paper for us so that we know what the word is. Doesn't that just mean more? Yeah, that is just a word, isn't it? That's not really a youth word. No, that is a word. So there must be a a youth meaning for extra in the way that there's like a youth meaning for bad or cool or wicked. And moist. Oh, let's not go back there. No, but you know what I mean. Yes. So, uh, do you want to say first, Martin? I'm the, um, it's one of those words where if you look at it for long enough, it stops looking right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you sort of stare at it and then it, the word starts to discombobulate. Um, uh, extra. Uh, I genuinely have no idea what additional meaning young people have given to the word extra. <laughs> than more. Yeah. So uh, it's, I think it's the way that young people use it. Okay. So I think I think they would say, they would use this words when something is too much, like somebody went too far and it's just... Oh, like you went extra. Yeah. I like, Yeah, so that, that was extra. Those fresh crepes, extra. Like yeah. they're too much. Yeah. You're trying too hard. That's what I think. Uh, I, well, all right. Um... Maybe it's to do with uh, obesity. Right. So maybe, you know how like something's extra large? Okay. So maybe it's oh. maybe it's a way of calling someone fat. 
No, surely it could not. be. Okay, that's fine. Maybe, maybe it means fat. So extra means over the top. Rachel, your trousers today are extra. Ooh, I think the jury says that I won that one. Yeah, that feels like that, that feels like a definitely. Gardner point. I mean, when it? she said your trousers are extra, I was worried that it might. Mean I think fat, my dress is extra. No, it I doesn't. look like a walking marquee today. It's blue and white stripes. So brilliant! Another one for Gardner. Have I won any of them? Yet? No. Well, on a note of another crushing defeat for me, it feels like time to stop and take stock of ourselves. Yeah, to be take silent. a long, hard look in the mirror. And to be quiet. In silence. In silence. Are you, Rachel, are you going to take from this uh, a, a real inspiration, a motivation to go and, and maybe be quieter than you usually are? Hint? Uh, yes. I feel the nudge yeah. of your foot. So, yes. Yes. I think, I think I, great. at the back of this, yeah. apart from signing up for OpenMe, if I haven't already, mm. uh, at openme.cc, I am going to try and do some silence over the next week in the way that Sarah and Sam were, were explaining. So I'm going to do the uh, couch to 5K uh, silence thing and try and actually build something. I commit to doing it. Yes, I commit to doing it too. Bye, everyone. Bye. The Youthscape podcast is always free, but if you'd like to support us, please go to patreon.com forward slash youthscape. Microphones. Microphones. Here we go. <laughs> Again, high tech. High tech. <laughs>